in my distress I called upon the Lord and cried to God for help. And he heard my voice out of his temple. And my cry for help before him came into his ears. Smoke, listen to this, the earth shook and quaked and the foundations of the mountains were trembling and were shaken because he was very angry. Many people think God is angry with them. He is not angry with you. He hears your cry and he immediately moves on your behalf. And every mountain that blocks your way begins to shake. Even the foundations of strongholds that have withstood you begin to tremble. Because he rises up on your behalf and smoke went up out of his nostrils and fire from his mouth began to devour. The Spirit of the Lord sends fire to set you free and to devour everything everything that hinders, whether it's deafness, whether it's fear, whether it's insecurity, he moves on your behalf and he bows the heaven and he comes down. He is intimately connected with you. He moves quickly to respond to your cry. He rides upon a cherub and flies to your help. He speeds on the wings of the wind. And he comes. He comes in response to your cry. So wherever it is, whatever you're dealing with, whatever your circumstances, God is listening. And he is moving on your behalf. And he always moves to love, hold you close, set you free. He is not impotent. He is not passive. But he is so powerful that there is nothing that can withstand him. When you cry, he will respond to your cry. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. <laughs> isn't he wonderful? <laughs> He's wonderful, isn't he? <laughs> He's wonderful. Ephesians 1 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly realms, it says in my translation. It's spheres of activity. It's not somewhere off far away. It's in supernatural realms of our spheres of activity that he's blessed us. And I was sitting over here. Not a weepy person, but I've been weeping all day. <laughs> but, uh, I saw Jesus standing in heaven. And he had his arms out like this, and they just looked like they were stretched so wide. And in his arms, he had cargo. I mean, he had blessings. He had everything that we need. He just had spiritual uh, abundance. And right now, if you'll just open your heart up to him, don't look at me. Don't be thinking about me. Be thinking about him right now. He's standing in the heavens. He's been seated at uh, the right hand of God the Father. Now he's standing up with blessings, and he's coming along, and he's just pouring out a blessing on you. He's giving you, just like Mary read that scripture, he's giving you what you need. He hears your voice. He hears you crying out to him. He knows what you need, and he's giving you. My God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches in glory, whoa, whoa, by Christ Jesus. Come on, take that. That he has, what is it that you need right now, very personally? There's something that he's holding in your arms, his arms, that is exactly for you. Whoosh. Whoa, sure. Boy, does he see that cry in your heart that's going up to him. And he has the answer for you today. You want to reach out. You want to draw that from him. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, yes. Come on, Dave. Let the fullness 
Oh, let the fullness. Oh, oh, he's the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Whoa, whoa, everything he has, he's not lacking a thing. And he's pouring that thing out on you. He is, whoa, well, yeah, he knows what you need. He knows that cry in your heart. Oh, Father, we want to thank you for every spiritual blessing. You've given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. Oh, how thankful we are. And we draw that from you right now. We take time to drink. Whoa, we drink in the giftings. We drink in the spirituals. Those things that are not about the natural, but they're about the spiritual. That transform us from our natural reasoning and give us supernatural reasoning but supply all of our natural needs in the process. Oh, we drink you in, Holy Holy Spirit. Come on. Oh, drink in deeper than you've had a drink before. Drink deeper. Just, Just draw on him. He wants a draw. You can have him touch you because there's a draw. On heaven, you're putting a draw on your account that is whoa stored up for you in heaven. Now is your, whoa whoa. Now is your time to receive. Whoa! Now is now is your time to drop hopelessness and despair behind you and to walk. No, run away from it because the anchor of our hope is here. The anchor of our hope is here. Jesus, we receive from you. Oh, we honor and glorify your name. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. You're all together as one. You partner in that unique mystery that you're in one another. Jesus, you said you're in the Father and the Father is in you. And that we can be in the Father and the Father can be in us. Oh, we just revel in that. We delight in that. Oh, and we receive those giftings from you right now. I just have to pause a minute because I have to get mine. <laughs> I'll be right back with you. You know, right now he knows I need a gifting of faith for my family. He knows I need a gifting of healing for my daughter who was just in a car accident. Oh, yeah. Come on, Jesus. I know you've got big gifts that you've got stored up. You have blessed Jennifer with every spiritual blessing and heavenly spheres of activity. All of her spheres of activity. Let her be blessed today, Father. Let my son be blessed today, Father, as he goes about his job. Let him be blessed. I bless him with those spiritual blessings that you've blessed him with. Oh, you're a God of blessing, and we bless you, Father. And we thank you. And I bless my grandchildren. Go ahead and bless what you need to in your life. Bless right now, out loud. Go ahead and take those blessings. Take what you're receiving. Give your thanks. Oh, yeah, we need you, God. We need you. We receive from you. Oh, we magnify your name. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Father. Thank you for that hope. Thank you for the peace of God that passes all understanding, that keeps our hearts. Oh, yeah. Keeps our minds. Oh, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Oh, we focus our minds on you and we drink Holy Spirit. We want to be so, so sloshy. We want to be so, so overflowing with the artesian well of your presence that blessing falls everywhere we go. And no one is left out. We're a prophetic people who carry a prophetic gifting within us. And we go forth in this world and we have a prophetic testimony that's breathed out by the pneuma, by the uh, breath, 
by the breath of God. Come on, breath of God. Come on, just fill us up. Fill us up, breath of God. Breathe on the fires that you've, that you've kindled within us. Breathe on those fires. Come on, whoa, come on. Breathe on those fires, God. We need you to breathe on those fires. Oh, passion be restored. Passion be renewed. Hope be renewed. Faith, faith. Let love, let love pour forth like a river, Father. And we want to drink at your river of delights. We drink in you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Oh, well, man. Man, did I need that from God. I just will feel like a little dancer. I don't know how you can just sit there. Oh, yes, he is so good. Yeah, he's wonderful. I would like a picture of that. (laughs) Amen. You know, Mary and I are going to share with you some prophetic things today. I think this is my favorite thing. When I thought about it this morning, I thought, Father, this is my favorite thing to share. Not how to prophesy. Not how to get a word and give it, right? But how to be a prophetic person. I want to be a person who's led by the Spirit of God. You know what? Jesus said that he only did what he saw the Father do, remember? Mary was saying the other day, she read somewhere where the Spirit only heard what he heard from the Father. And we want to hear and we want to see and we want to do those things that Jesus did. Greater things, he said, we would do, right? And so uh, this is what I want to say about the, I'm just going to cover it briefly, but this is what I believe about the prophetic. I don't, I I tell my pastor this and he just kind of looks at me cross-eyed sometimes, (laughs) but I say there's nothing so important as the moving of the Spirit of God. Because we have nothing without the Spirit of God welling up within us. It's only by grace. And that's why we can rest in Him. But we are kingdom people. Now just say, I am. We are kingdom people. I am a kingdom person. That is really important for us to understand. Because the prophetic is not a word that you, you know, you're trembling and you're shaking. Yes, I know all those things. I remember what that was like. It's not just thinking, God, God, keep me humble. God, give me grace to do this. Uh, Let me not forget what I'm supposed to say before I say it. All of the things. It's not just that. It's falling into him. And it's being in him like he's in us. And then Jesus, that scripture that's in Revelation 19.10 that says that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. If you just break that down, testimony is his life, isn't it? It's his witness, his witness on the earth, the testimony of Jesus, my testimony, my witness on the earth. The testimony of Jesus is the pneuma. It's the breath. It's the life. It's the breathing, moving presence of the Holy Spirit in us who takes us where we need to go and shows us what we need to say and shows us how we need to act. That's a prophetic people. A prophetic people are a people who are moving by the Spirit of God. And so the testimony of Jesus, the the witness of Jesus, is the Spirit, the pneuma, the breath of foretelling forth-telling, forerunning. It's what prophecy is. But prophecy, Jesus was the prophecy, wasn't he? Wasn't Jesus the prophecy? He was the one that it was all talking about. And our testimony is that we die because that word, testimony, means it comes from a word that means martyr. There's a dying to who we are and a stepping into these blessings that are that are who God is. And then we become a prophetic people who are marching upon the earth. And we become the ones who carry the power of God within us. And, and we're the ones that do what it is that Jesus did when he was on the earth. That's, that's you. He's blessing you for a purpose. He's blessing me for a purpose. He's carrying my burdens for a purpose and your burdens for a purpose. So when I look at that scripture, I flip over in my mind to Romans 8. Romans 8, I've got it just torn apart. Ephesians is just practically 
tissue thin in my Bible, and so is Romans 8. It's, it's just going through. I'm going to have to change something there. There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not by the flesh, not by natural reasoning, but they walk by the pneuma. They walk by the breath. The, the, the wind, it says the Spirit goes wherever he desires. And you don't know where he's come from, and you don't know where he's going. Right? You only really can tell by the activity that looks. It's like the wind blowing. When the tree blows over, you know the wind's blowing. Well, the Spirit of God is blowing in us. The Spirit of God is the prophetic unction on the inside of us. And that prophetic being, a prophetic people, that's who we are. We don't walk by the flesh. We walk by the Spirit. And if you look in that scripture, I've lost my Bible. I don't even know where I, where I start. Oh, here we go. That'll work. <laughs> if, you, if you look... In Romans 8, when it, when it says there's no condemnation, and I want to declare that over you, there is no condemnation. You have not failed. You have not done something that disqualifies you. It's the grace of God that qualifies you, and only that. All you need to do is fall down, not stand up straight and tough. Just fall forward headlong into his arms and get the grace and, and live in the rest. Don't plan out. You know, every step that you're going to do, go where the wind goes, go where the pneuma goes, and let him breathe on you. Look, at in Romans 8, it says that the issues of the law have already been paid for by Jesus. You are not going to fulfill the law. That's already been done. It's been taken care of. Now, it says in uh, 8.5, those who live according to the flesh. Now, that's our natural reasonings, our fleshly uh, desires, those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. I want to be a person who sets my mind on the things of the Spirit. I want to get up in the morning and I want to know that I can be a prophetic person going where God sends me with God's supernatural power. That's, the, that's who we are. If we begin to behold the Spirit of God that dwells in us, and the power that he holds uh, in, in this earth, then, then we will walk in a new understanding that we are supernatural people. And um, he, he goes on to say, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace, because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it's not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Now, here's the scripture that I want to rest and settle in your heart. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Not because you do it perfectly. Not because you can see everything. Not because it, you're at the end of your maturity or process instead of the beginning. But just because the Spirit of God dwells in you. Let's get a hold of that. His Spirit is dwelling us. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he's not his. But we do have the Spirit of Christ. We are spiritually minded. And then, you know, he goes on. And, and he says, um, But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the Spirit who dwells in you. Then he goes on in the next section, 12, verses 12, uh, through about 17 there, and he begins to talk about the sons of God. If we're born of the Spirit of God, we are sons of God, and therefore we are a prophetic people who can operate not saying a prophetic word, but being a prophetic statement, like Jesus was a prophetic statement upon the earth. For if you live according to the flesh, you'll die, but if by the Spirit... You put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. We are the sons of God, and because of the Spirit, we can cry, Abba, Father. Whoa, what a marvelous thing. It, it says that the earth is, is groaning for the manifestation of the mature sons of God. And all we have to do is be found in Him. 
If we behold the Spirit of God moving in us, and we understand that principle that we are a prophetic people, then the things that we do will have prophetic uh, impact upon uh, all those around us. We are kingdom people. This is talking about a kingdom culture. Walking with a new understanding. Walking, yes, we have things that we have to contend with. Yes, we're putting down the things of the flesh. We know when it rises up. But we're putting that down. And we're allowing the bursting forth of the Spirit of God within us so that we can accomplish those things that God has called us to accomplish. And we do it as the fully mature sons of God. We get to be joint heirs with Jesus. <clears throat> Come on, get a hold. Help me, God, get a hold of that. To be a joint heir with Jesus. This is an amazing thing that we can walk in the earth and be a prophetic sign or wonder, a prophetic act in our very bodies. One time the Lord spoke to me. I was, uh, had just started uh, prophesying in individual prayer meetings. I'd prophesied for years. It wasn't a new thing. Uh, but I was going to this meeting. I went to a little meeting. There were about four or five people there. And it was a time when there was a real intensity of the Spirit on my life. And I was giving prophetic words that were just shocking even to me, that uh, the, the boldness and uh, the, the direction that God was giving me in the words. But then the next home meeting I went to, I walked through the door, and there were about 50 people in there. And I went, my God, they think I'm going to have a word for them. Every one of them. And I was horrified because for a moment there, I got into the flesh and I wasn't walking like a son of God. Well, I made a mad dash and fell forward headlong at the sofa across the room, fell down on my knees, put my head down and went, my God, what am I going to do? And he said, this is who you are. And I'm saying to you, this is who you are. Yeah, get a hold of that. This is who you are. You're a prophetic people with prophetic words, with words of knowledge, with discerning of spirits, with faith operating, with gifts of healing in you. Yet prophecy, tongues, interpretation, everything is available to you. You're walking in the spirituals of God. You're walking to be a demonstration of the Lord Jesus Christ upon the earth. It is who you are. Let's look at this prophetic thing a whole lot greater and see that it's a part of the culture of the kingdom. It's the language of the kingdom. It's the actions of the kingdom. And if we operate in that way, we won't get caught up with comparing ourselves among ourselves. We won't be backbiting with someone else. We'll have the culture of love. We'll have the culture of blessing. We'll have that culture of seeing deliverance. Whoa, I am so excited about this time that salvation is on the land, that this is a time of deliverance because we have the Spirit of Christ in us and that's all we need to be delivered from the law and to be walking as sons of the Spirit, sons of God. That's who we are. So then if we're going to walk in that way, we're going to impact the earth. Now there may be a bit of suffering I don't consider the suffering of this present time worthy to be compared to the glory that will be revealed. He's revealing his glory in you, prophetic people. He's revealing his glory so that the whole atmosphere changes around you. And he's going to open up our ears and open up our eyes to see and to hear and to move more fully in this area. Do you know the story about... Um, Elisha uh, and, and uh, I think it was the king of Syria, but it might not have been. I think it was the king of Syria. Oh, that's interesting timing. And uh, Elisha, uh, uh, it said that the king of Syria was making a plan to trap the king of Israel. And so he said, Tell, you know, we're going to have him come down here and then we're going to set our armies against him. We're going to kill him. And, uh, but the king of Israel found out from Elisha that he wasn't supposed to go there because there was a trap that was set for him. And so he didn't go. And then the king of Syria got really mad. He said, this is wrong. Who, which one of you guys is for the king of Israel? Somebody's been squealing. Somebody's been telling the secrets. And so someone said, no, 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 it's that prophet Elisha. He hears what's said in your bedchamber. 
He, right in your bedroom, he, he hears what you're saying. And he's the one that told the king. And he says, well, let's get him. Where is he? Is that Dothan. Okay, all right. I'm going to send my armies down to Dothan, and I'm going to get Elisha, and I'm going to kill him. And so he sends this huge army, doesn't he? And Elisha goes down with his servant. Now, just, I'm the servant. Are you the servant? Goes down with the servant, and the servant sees the armies. Wow! Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Look at, what, what are we going to do, Master? Look at all these. And all Elisha does is praise that, praise that his eyes will be opened. And that's what I'm praying for me, and that's what I'm praying for you, that our prophetic eyes will be opened. And, and, and when he prayed for his eyes to be opened, boom! The servant's eyes opened, and he saw chariots of fire, and he saw angels all around. And I want you to know this is a season of angels. You can expect them over your house, visitations in your home, visitations at your work, visitations in this earth. It's a time of the angelic beings. And his eyes were opened, and he saw those angels, and he saw those chariots, and he realized they're greater on our side than on the other side. So we prophetic people can move in the power of the greatness of that. Now, I'm just going to pray for you before. We're going to talk about how you hear and how you see and how you walk in this way. But I want to pray for you right now about your eyes, and I want to pray about my eyes. I want my eyes opened so that I'm seeing in that supernatural kingdom all the time. That's part of what I need as a prophetic person. How I do it is I have the Spirit of God in me, and He sees and knows everything. So let's just pray now that God opens the Spirit of our hearts and our minds, that we walk in the Spirit, and that our eyes be opened. Oh, Father, I, I just thank you that you blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly spheres of activity. And thank you, Jesus, for those gifts that you've given to us this morning and that we'll walk in even more fully. Thank you, Father, that one of your gifts is to uh, take the blinders off of our eyes and take the blinders off of our spirits, that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened, Lord God. I pray that right now you take blinders off and way that we've seen things in the past from wrong experiences or wrong teaching would be stripped from us right now. We allow that to fall down around us. We step out of that and we say we will not be bound in that way. Father, we thank you that you're the God of deliverance. I just want you to stand up. I want you to stand up and think of the things that have held you back, the fears, the questions, uh, the shyness, whatever it is, and I want you to just see it like a cloak around you. Whatever, it's a heavy weight. It holds you back. And right now, you're going to just shrug out of that cloak. Come on, let's do a little prophetic act. We're a prophetic people. Let that thing fall down. You just fall down. We're not bound by you anymore. We are the sons of God. We are the children of the kingdom. Oh, yeah, we let that now. Come on, step out of it. It's all around your feet. Step forward. Come on, step out of that thing. Yeah, we're just stepping into a new realm, Lord. Oh, I'm going up. I'm going up. How about you? I'm going up. Oh, come on. Let's come on. Come on. Move up. Move up. Move up. Get up. Take a step. Take a step to the next level. Go on up. You be courageous. Yes, sir. And don't be shy about it. Just go ahead and step up. Oh, God, we worship you. We worship you. Father, I thank you. <laughs> we really want to walk in your spirit. Whoa, whoa, come on. Come on. Let him touch you. Come on. Whoa, show. Whoa, whoa. There's a pool up here. Whoa, a lot of fire right there. Whoa, oh, whoa, oh, 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 Let her go up high, Father. Whoa. Oh, yeah, increase the intercession, Father. Well, yeah, that, that's what it is, that, that prophetic. Whoa, it's the intercession, it's the reconciliation. Whoa, 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 oh, come on, fire, you've got a fire on you. Show, show. Oh, 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 oh.
what he has for you is love, 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 love. <laughs> he loves you. He's gently touching you. Oh, glory. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, let it be free. Free her. Free her from that which binds her now. Free her from that which binds her now. Lord, let your spirit set her free. Let the rejoicing hit her soul. And let her accept the freedom in Christ. Let her receive that freedom. She's worthy, Father. Your blood made her worthy. She's worthy, oh God. She's worthy. She is worthy. Whoa. 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 Yes. Set her free. Set her free. Set her free, Father. Set her free. There you go. There you go. Set her free. Go deeper, Lord. Go deeper. Hallelujah. Father, we invite your Holy Spirit. Hover over us. Hover, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Delorean. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Delorean. Thank you, Delorean. Hallelujah. Bless her. Bless her. Bless her. Oh, yes. Oh, spirit of laughter. Yeah. Whoosh. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Come on, just breathe them in. Breathe them in. Breathe them in. Let every weight fall off of you. Every hindrance. Every hindrance. There is no condemnation. You are fully accepted in the beloved. Fully accepted. You are not less than. You plus Jesus is more than anything on this planet. You were created for a powerful destiny powerful destiny and it will naturally unfold through who you are through your personality through those that are around you let the weight of it fall off of you let the weight of that condemnation fall off of you and your own judgment some of you have judged yourselves as less than some of you have judged yourselves small you are not small in the kingdom. You are not less than in the kingdom. When you received Jesus Christ, you became a new creature. When you are filled with the Holy Ghost, even down to the subatomic level of your makeup, you are infused with divinity. You are infused with God's holy DNA. He breathed it into you. And you can't shake it off. You cannot shake it off. It is in you. He is transforming your DNA to go back to the original design that he had for the planet. The original design that he had for the human race. The original design that he had for you personally. Personally. So just receive it. Let every fear fall away. Every fear, every hindrance, whatever it is that hinders you, just let it fall away right now. Let it fall off of you. Let it fall off of you. Will not hold you back. Will not hold you back. Even the way you perceive life. God wants to give you new eyeglasses to see more clearly your kingly authority on the planet. You have authority on the earth. You have authority with colors. You have authority with smells. You have authority over ears, eyes, noses. You have authority in your household. You have authority in your neighborhood. You are filled with the authority of the living God. And he will move with you to bring restoration. He will move to change your city because of you. If there were only one of you, you plus God is enough to transform a whole city. God, 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 he's greater than what we understand. 
<clears throat> I was climbing on uh, up on Mount McKinley on Ruth Glacier, and I was climbing a ridge. I was all by myself. No one else was with me. And all of a sudden, I heard a loud crack, and an avalanche started off to my left. And my legs turned to jelly, and I began to shake because I, w- I was all alone. If I fell into a crevasse, no one would find me. And the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me. He said, this is what I am like. When I begin to move, nothing stands in my way and stops me. God has begun to move here. He has opened the heavens here. He has sent his angels here. Now, I know there are other places on the earth where this is happening because this is a global move right now. But what's important for you is that it's happening here. And the heavens have opened here. Nothing can stop the move of God here. Nothing can stop the move of God in you. You will fulfill your original design. You will prophesy. You will heal the sick. You will raise the dead. You will open blind eyes. You will cause the death deaf to hear. You are the head, not the tail. You are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. You were created to rule and reign on planet earth and God is starting here. The avalanche of the spirit is moving now. The avalanche of the Holy Ghost. And it is gentle and kind. I mean, avalanche sounds like such a violent thing. But I stood on that mountain while that avalanche thundered by on my left. And I was totally safe in the presence of the Lord. You were created to ride the high places of the earth. That is your destiny. You're not created to slug it through the mud and the mire. He delivered you from the mud and the mire now and forever. And your seed. That's why Judith is up here praying for her daughter. We're on the other side of the earth. And the word of healing is going out from Mama Judith to Jen, to her body. And while she's crying out, I began to lift up my granddaughter. Oh, God, send the Holy Ghost to her right now. Send it to her. Send it to my little great-grandchildren right now. Touch them. Shake them. Let them become aware of your holy presence. And I'm on the other side of the earth. It does not matter to the Spirit of the Lord. He is global. He does cover the whole earth with his glory. You have authority. You are a prophetic people. Your words are filled with power. Your words are filled with authority. God said you would command and it would happen. Therefore, the Lord says, believe in the Lord your God. Whoa, believe in the Lord your God and you will be established. Believe in his prophets and you will prosper. You will prosper. You will prosper. Prophets have been doing prophetic signs for generations. Generations. I know people who did something prophetic 50 years ago. A group of 40 40 intercessors. They were called to give up their, their public ministry. And they named themselves the Golden Candlesticks. And God called them to go to a desert valley where there was no life, there was no green, there was no, it was dry, deserty. They were called to intercession seven days a week, 24-7. They rotated for 40 years. And the Lord said, if you will do this prophetic sign, I will cause intercession to sweep the entire globe. And they did it. They did it. And in the early 90s, intercession swept the whole globe. And the wave of intercession is hitting again. Because others have been doing prophetic acts. They've learned to do things in response to the Spirit that has unlocked some things. Sometimes it's something quite small. I had a um, prayer group in my home. And at one particular evening... Um, Diane, she's a 
you know, we're all different. You, you probably noticed Judith and I are quite different. Our personalities are different. We're, we're, we partner together. We love each other. We, I've known her for hmm, probably 35 years, I think. We live a mile from each other, and we hardly ever see each other. But when we do, there's that anointing because we're connected bone to bone, and we can feel it. Um, we can finish each other's sentences, and it's just fun. But we are very different. But I like differences. I love differences. So here I am in my prayer meeting, and this dynamic, outgoing, rather loud intercessor says to me, Mary, I think we're supposed to march around your property and because the enemy's coming in. Well, a witch did bury a blackbird on the corner of my property, so I think she was probably right. But I don't want to march around my property with banners and ba- drums and what do my neighbors think? Because she is much more outgoing. She insisted. You know, we need our friends to push us beyond our comfort zone sometimes. And that, and I had to get over that pride. So we got out there with our drums and our flags. I think my neighbors are still talking about this. And we began to march around the property. Well, I have a half acre. And on the back of the half acre is undeveloped. We are hacking our way through the weeds and the brambles, you know, the trees pulling at our hair. But we finally made it a little bedraggled, staggered to the front of the yard, shouting hallelujah. And then we went in and had our prayer meeting. One week later, my son-in-law-to-be, he was my daughter and he weren't married yet, he came over to visit my daughter. And he drove a pumpkin orange blazer. Who buys a pumpkin orange blazer? He had this garish car parked in our driveway. And he um, drove my daughter's car home, leaving this monstrosity parked there. And I woke up at 6 in the morning, suddenly wide awake. And I looked out the window, and his car was gone. So I woke my daughter up, and I said, did Eric take his car? And she said, no, he drove my car. So she called him, and he raced over to our house. Somehow, during the night, someone, who in the world would do this, stole this pumpkin orange blazer. And it had all of Eric's fishing and uh, equipment in the back seat. So, you know, Eric calls the police. Then he and my daughter jump in the car to uh, check out some of the hot spots where the teens hang out to see if any of them had stolen it to joyride because no one with any sense would steal a car like that. that. That's me speaking. I like a car with a little more class. But anyway... So they, they reported to the police. They take off 10 o'clock in the morning. I went to prayer, and I said, Father, we just marched around our property last week. That devil is overreaching. The scripture says that we are not to be ignorant of his devices, lest he take the greater portion or take advantage. He always overreaches into what does not belong to him, And that's where your prophetic unction has to rise. Don't be passive in this. Don't let him plunder your property or plunder your home or plunder your children. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he would challenge the armies of the living God? How dare he? I was highly indignant. We had prayed. We sang. The worshipers and the banners went out ahead of us. So I said, Father, he is challenging your sovereignty on this property. And then I went to fix breakfast. In the meantime, my son, son-in-law-to-be and my daughter stopped at his apartment, which was on the other side of town, to get some lunch. And while Eric is fixing lunch, he hears this car start, and he recognized his blazer. So he looks out the window, and there's his car next door. The guy who stole it belonged to a, um, what do you call those, uh, landscaping 
company. They were landscaping the house next door. He stole the car and drove it to work, parking it next to Eric. <laughs> Eric ran out, told Kathy, call the police. And the, he goes up to the window where this young 17-year-old thief is and pulls him through the window. He's got a great big long knife that he's wearing, uh, the young thief. And so Eric disarms him. In the meantime, the landscaping business thinks this guy is mugging their employee. So they call the police. So now two people have called the police. And the police, several police cars show up. And Eric is holding the knife up. He said, I've just disarmed him. I've just disarmed him. And he tells the story of this thief who stole his truck. And the officer said... It just happened a few hours ago. It's not even in our computer. How did you know? And he said, well, my mother-in-law-to-be prayed. You are a prophetic people. You have authority. And there needs to be a little chutzpah in your belly. Come on. Do you say chutzpah? Um, if I were in Mexico, it would be a mano-mano. Come on. You need to get some spiritual muscle. Come on. Yeah. Come on. I really strongly believe in this. The word is holy. How dare that uncircumcised Philistine challenge the word of our God? You see, we, we are a people of the word. The word is prophetic. That ruach, that breath of God, means the divine breath. It also means that invisible, intangible, fleeting quality of air. Who Can you feel that gentle? There's a certain quieting that suddenly entered in. Lift your hands up. Invisible, intangible, fleeting quality of air. Breathe him in. He's filling the air, which means he's making himself known in the molecules of air around you. Breathe him in. That's that prophetic breath. Now, oh, you are being refilled again with the prophetic unction and breath of God, the Ruah of God. Who can withstand you? Whoa. None can withstand you. Some of you are hearers. We all respond differently to the Lord. Some of you hear his voice. Some of you see. Some of you are seers. Some of you are perceivers. You have, artistic people are very, usually very perceivers. They get this feeling inside or this picture forms inside of them. And they perceive it and see it. And then they carve it out or they paint it on a canvas. Some of you worshipers, the revelation of the Lord falls upon you in worship and you feel it. Your hands suddenly start moving up and down the keyboard or across the frets. <clears throat> and new sounds begin to come forth. Ooh. Some of you think you don't hear from the Lord, but all of you hear. Scripture says, my sheep hear my voice. That means that you perceive. That word hear is a word, shama, a Hebrew word. It means to sense a message or perceive a sound. God is speaking all over the earth right now. All over the earth. And it's filling the atmosphere around the globe. And those that are hearing 
listening, stretching their ears, inclining their ears to hear, will hear. And they'll hear in the way you are wired to hear. They'll hear some of you in the dance. You'll suddenly see the dance and suddenly you feel the deliverance in that dance. Or you hear the love in that dance. Some of you speak in tongues, messages in tongues. Never be ashamed of tongues. It's a language of heaven. Never be ashamed of it. There is amazing power speaking in tongues. I would urge you at least a few times in your life, actually, I would rather you made it a regular practice, but at least a few times to speak in tongues for an hour. Yeah, shocking, huh? I I challenged our leadership to do that once when we were weighing over the building of a, buying a building or renting, etc., And I went in and I challenged them to pray in the Holy Ghost. for. I shortened it for them. Had mercy. 45 minutes. Big round eyes. None of them had ever done that. So they began to pray in the Holy Ghost. 45 minutes. And one of the elders was late. And he came in and he said the wall of anointing hit him in the face. It was so strong. And every elder had a revelation from God. Even the ones who said, I never hear from God. The teachers who are a little bit more rigid in their approach with God said they never hear from God. And I said, yes, you do. You just didn't recognize it yet. And after we went around and everyone shared, our teacher said, I do hear from God. I did see that. Recognition. We are in his presence right now. And right now, God has been giving you a download For some of you, you have felt it physically. How many of you felt his presence physically? Shaking on the inside, shaking hands. Judith obviously had been feeling the presence physically, but it didn't start physical. She was sitting over there, and the presence of God manifested to her gentle on the inside. How many of you felt it that way? Gentle on the inside. Yeah. And you can have it more than one way. How many of you saw vision? A picture. Let me say it that way. Okay. How many of you heard something? All right. Good, good. Here. How many of you perceived in his presence? Yes, yes, yes. That's usually more common. You just have this sense. Okay. How many of you had a song rise in your heart? Or a melody, because that's another way that you hear. Okay. Yeah, I would expect that you would. Yes. Even in the morning. First thing in the morning, I listen for a song. Because many times I'll hear the Holy Spirit singing on the inside. It's not really us. We don't sound that good. He was singing on the inside, and I know he's giving me a clue about the day. Gives me a song. Or a melody. He gave me a melody one time that's a healing melody. He gave it to me about 20 years ago, and I never forgot it. And it was healing of a specific issue that had to do with women. And I still have that melody. And when I'm dealing with a certain issue, that melody rises. It's a melody of healing. He sends songs of deliverance in the night. Songs of deliverance. In the night. You just have a hard time not snatching him up and covering him with kisses. I mean, every grandma bone in my body stands up when he grins at us. And he raises his hands in worship. I know that's worship. Because they respond to the presence of God. We are a prophetic people. Our children are a prophetic children. Listen, the Eskimos have a, um, something they do when a child is born. It's called nunyak. The parent or the father, usually it's the father, but it can be an aunt or a grandma or mother, will pick that child up and lift the baby before the one who is greater than that child, the creator. And they will make a sound over that child. It's either a song 
or a poem or not even a beautiful sound, a call. <clears throat> and that sound is forever associated with that child. And it means the love of God, the love of the Father is upon that child. And one time my friend um, Charlene was in an Eskimo village and she heard this raucous noise and she stepped out and a man was lifting his voice up making this sound and she said what is he doing and her friend said oh he's nunyaking his son wherever his son is in the village he'll hear that voice that sound of his father and he knows the loving father is calling him home God has done that to you there is a sound associated with you a sound of love that no one can take from you. No one can plunder it from you. Don't let your song die. Don't let the sound be snuffed out because the, we have an enemy who came to kill, steal, and destroy. A prophetic people take a stand and withstand him. You don't have to shout. Some of us are wired to shout. You don't have to do anything weird. Some of us will do that for you. <laughs> we'll not say who. <laughs> but we are in partnership with one another. We're family. We belong to one another. There is a oneness that supersedes culture and nation nationality, personality, we belong to the kingdom. And the culture of the kingdom is oneness and love. There is no separation. All the separation is artificial. Cast it down. There's no, the, the Americans over here, the Brits over here, and a pond in between. Not in the kingdom. Not in the kingdom. We belong to one another. What happens with the Brits Immediately, when I see that in the news, immediately, you're the ones I'm praying for. Our kingdom in England. Our family in England. Who? Let this love rise in you. This oneness. Let all the weights fall away. You know, you're known to have a stiff upper lip, right? I don't know how you have a stiff upper lip. Have you ever tried to do that? I don't know what that means. <laughs> I have found the English to be absolutely loving. Absolutely loving. Embracing. I mean, I know we're weird. We, use, we say wrong words, which we will not mention in polite company. But we didn't know these words were naughty. You know? <laughs> But you'll forgive us, right? And you'll think the best of us when we make these mistakes. As we will you. I know there are arrogant Americans. I don't like arrogant Americans. But boy, have I met some arrogant English. Woo! Come on, you guys. But we are of the kingdom. In the kingdom, there's humility. In the, in the kingdom, there's loving one another with all of our faults. This is a lesson the Lord taught me a long time ago because I grew up when um, in a um, really a church that was pretty legalistic. They didn't have the Holy Ghost. And they, there were so many things you couldn't do. You were paralyzed because you couldn't wear earrings. Of course, none of the guys at that, well, of course, they wear them now. But you couldn't wear earrings. You couldn't chew. You couldn't date boys that do. You couldn't uh, play cards. You couldn't wear red. Only brazen hussies wore red. I loved red. I know. They really believe that. And get this. Later, I went to a church where red was a holy color. Black was the bad color. So now, listen, cool your jets. Don't be religious. Be kingdom-minded. Allow the kingdom to permeate you. Yes, there are bad things going on on planet Earth. I wish I had an answer for Syria. 
I don't. I'm not responsible to have an answer. God is. That really takes a weight off my shoulders when I realize I didn't have to be God. Boy, that was a joy to find that one out. So one of my friends made me a a t-shirt or sweater where she had embroidered on it, Recovering God, little g. Like a recovering alcoholic. (laughs) I got to lay aside my God robes. I was so grateful. I did a terrible job as God. He does a much better job. I don't have to convict you of sin. I wouldn't know how. I'd probably join right in with you. Just wouldn't know. You know, God is much kinder and more loving than we recognize. And he makes things easy. But he'll push us out of our comfort zone when our comfort zone binds us. I was at a retreat one time, a woman's retreat, where Cindy Jacobs was speaking. Now, I'm not like Cindy. She's a prophetess. Yes, I know. But she's one of those in-your-face prophetesses. I'm not like that. I'm a little bit more reserved than that. Maybe I have a little bit of Brit in me. Anyway, we, the drummers were drumming. The music was going. And she said, Mary, you need to get out there and dance. Well, I went to a church that taught us we were not supposed to dance. So I, you know, I love to boogie down in the natural, secular. I mean, I've got some moves, you guys. <clears throat> but she wasn't talking about that. I was going to suddenly jump out there and start jitterbugging. So I told her, well, I don't dance. And she said, yes, you do. You dance. Well, they were playing an Indian song with the drums. Now, I'm Indian. But we have been so removed from the culture that I did not learn how to dance. I mean, I could wear moccasins. I could wear my beaded earrings. I can, I can have the look. But dance? And she said she would not take no for an answer. Talk about bossy. Sometimes we need a bossy friend. And finally, I stepped out timidly. I did not want to do this. This is a public thing. The drummers are drumming. No one else is dancing an Indian dance. They're doing the um, charismatic two-step. You know, or the the hop. I I could do the hop. But she was talking about the dance. I stepped out. Just a little bit. And a weight fell off me like a heavy blanket. I did not know that heavy blanket was there. I didn't have any idea. It fell and in here where my spirit and the Holy Spirit are intertwined. An eagle took off. And I began to dance with a liberty as if I were back a hundred years earlier dancing around the fire. And I was glorifying Jesus Christ. My daughter said, Mom, you looked like you knew what you were doing. (laughs) The Holy Ghost set something free in Alaska. Because I stand as a prophet in Alaska. The weight of oppression on the dance fell off the native peoples when I did that simple act. And now we have a friend of ours who has started to dance again. She's Eskimo. Her dance is setting people free. Village after village after village are calling her to come in and dance because they feel the call of the Holy Ghost in their culture to come into the kingdom culture with their sound because the sound of that dance is deliverance, deliverance, deliverance. And they don't even know that Years ago, in this little meeting, a very awkward dancer took a few tentative steps. And all of a sudden, whoa, yeah, 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 ha, ha, ha. Here it came. Something is in you. God's going to use you to set your people free. A small act of obedience is all it takes. Let's stand. Whoa. Oh. 
whether it's marching around the building, whether it's dancing. Lift your hands up. Spirit of the Lord, breathe fresh life upon your people. Your prophetic people are standing in obedience, awaiting your instructions. Now commit yourself to him. You will obey. You will obey. Use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. In Jesus' name. Now breathe it in. Whoa, all right. Whoa, gentle Jesus. Kind. Let him speak to your spirit. Let him give you the pictures, the songs. Whoa. Yes. There's fire that's falling now. That's the fire, that prophetic fire infusing you. Yes. All right. Yes. Whoa. Yes. Deeper, Lord. Deeper, Lord. Deeper. Surrender. Surrender all. Surrender it all. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Chris? Gracias, Señor. Thank you. God's opened your heart to receive now. I want you just to spend the next few minutes just receiving And just vowing your vow to the Lord that you will be prophetic. You will exercise that gift. Oh, my goodness. Yes, you will exercise that gift. You're going to be amazed. It's going to bring you up higher into him. Once you break through that barrier, once that weight is thrown off your shoulders... Once you've stepped into that which is already in you, the way you were wired to respond to the king, once you do that, that breakthrough comes between you and Jesus. And from that point on, you will move higher and higher and higher, and the enemy will flee from you. It's not hard. He will flee because you are coming into the fullness of who you are in Him. The fullness is beginning to unfold and the angelic help is here to walk with you. Every one of you, the angelic help is here and the Lord will fight your battles. You simply obey Him. He fights the battles. God bless you. Spend some time listening as we prepare for lunch.